Hello, welcome back to our episode three. So in previous episodes, we've touched base on the background of how COVID-19 led to the digitization of education. We've discussed previously about issues arising and how people were affected and how things were going about in the universities and K through 12 systems. And now we're going to touch base on some positives and solutions of how of the digitalization of education. Once again, I'm Bobby Faith. I'm Cameron. I'm Monica. And I'm Maddie. And like Bobby Faith said, we're going to dive into both some of the positives and also some of the solutions to helping with the digital gap. Um, so like we've talked about, the digital gap obviously has created a lot of inequities in education. But as practitioners in higher ed and as students in higher ed, I think it's safe to assume that we're not necessarily going to move backwards. Like Monica mentioned in episode one, like education is always going to look different now post 2020. And so we kind of have to deal with the repercussions of that. But one thing we also wanted to touch base on are some of the positives that have come from the digitalization of education. One of those being that Zoom classes have made education more accessible for some groups of people, right? Like if you're working full time, um, like a lot of us do here in the Zoom call, um, or if you're like a mother, any of those kind of like busy work life things, hopping on a Zoom at the end of the day for class is a lot of times more convenient than having to drive to a campus. And so that's one positive. Also students with disabilities have really um, gained a lot more access to education with this. For example, if you're someone who maybe uses a wheelchair or has any other physical disabilities and navigating campus is really hard, being able to access your classes on a Zoom call is really beneficial. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think that's something that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, I think virtual courses, they really are um, a really viable option, I think, for students that have other commitments. You mentioned family life or, or even professional life as well. Yeah, for myself, I'm from California, so I've been able to go home um, a few times a semester and take a class from there. Um, you know, I didn't miss anything, so it definitely has opened up, I guess, that um, accessibility, right? Like education, we have access to it, not only in campus, but also, you know, literally logging on and we're still getting that similar um, education that we would if, you know, we were back in a um, classroom. No, I agree. You know, coming from a full day of teaching and just hopping on a Zoom at 6 p.m., it's so convenient, you know, just instead of just driving to campus, making to that drive, you know, from my house to campus, it's probably a good 20, 30 minutes, you know, it's, it's a lot faster. It's a lot, you know, hop, hopping on a Zoom call is a lot faster than making that drive. So it really is convenient. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we both, you know, take advantage of this, but then also help those students who are in the digital gap, right? And like, don't have access. And so one of the things as practitioners and also any students who are listening to know are that there are um, higher education institutions that do prioritize providing their students mm -hmm. with technology and with internet. For example, Lone Star College, which is a community college. Um, they actually have seven different campuses in Houston. Um, March of 2020 signed a contract and they give internet to all their students. 
Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not internet or technology savvy, so I don't know exactly what that process looks like, but they guarantee that internet access to their students. And so if you're in a place where you do need internet access or a laptop or any of those other materials, looking into universities and colleges or community colleges and finding the ones that do prioritize that for their students is definitely a big tool you can use. Also, there are tons of scholarships and grants out there. And I know a lot of times we're like, oh, just apply to scholarships and they're out there, but there are some specifically for technology. And so looking for those specific ones can also be a huge benefit. And I, I you know, I love that you mentioned Lone Star College and how they provide internet um, for their students. And I think, um, you know, for us as professionals, you know, what we can do is we can advocate for that. We can be that change yeah. at our yeah. institutions. Um, if you think about how right now, you know, I think, you know, students, we're, we're all students at UTSA. And I think in our tuition, it's about $350 um, for library access, which that might sound like a lot at first, but when you consider how much at least we use library as grad students, you know, the databases, access to JSTOR, access to ERIC, things like that. So then you start to look at it, what would be another, you know, $25 on top of that to provide internet access to students that might not be able to afford it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, I love that you brought back like as practitioners, like what is our role in this? Cause like, obviously we're students right now, but hopefully we'll be working full-time in higher ed for the rest of our lives. And so finding out how we can help those students in need is super huge. Yeah, growing up, I, growing up in this pandemic, right? Has given us that insight look, um, you know definitely made us more compassionate and empathetic to situations like this. Um, and like you mentioned, Maddie, if we are in this for lifelong, like I hope, you know, we're able to take what we've learned and sort of just um, make sure that, you know, we are creating policies for our students that, you know, benefit them and um, are helping them reach accessibility and, um, you know, make their education more equitable. I think with where we're at at this point in, in higher education history, um, I think we have a really great opportunity to address inequities with the digital gap, but also innovate as well. Um, you know, technology is a wonderful tool as we uh, are essentially, I think at some point we're gonna look back at this time period as almost like an another, another industrial revolution. You know, um, in most of, you know, develop, quote unquote developed countries, um, you know, generally speaking, most professions now require some sort of computer skill. But what we don't want is we don't want students, we don't want that to be a barrier or a hidden cost for students um, pursuing their education. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think um, that brings us, um, you know, to the end. I know we've covered a lot in a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, I know we want to thank you all for your time. We're still learning about what's happening. Um, this is, you know, we're just two years in into a pandemic that has revolutionized um, the digital education. Um, so I don't know if anyone has closing thoughts before we sign off for the night. I think, you know, it's like you said, Monica, um, you know, we're at a point where we're two years into this pandemic and, you know, we're starting to see like this, this idea of hybrid education where some of your classes are in person, some are online, things like that. 
uh, it was already trending that way. I think COVID accelerated it to a point where it perhaps might have been a little too quickly. Of course, we we had no choice. I think it was a responsible thing. I want to make that clear. Um, but I definitely think it's like I said, we have an opportunity to both address in, um, inequalities and and serve as a um, as a vehicle for equity, as well as innovate and kind of prepare our students for the future. Yeah, so with that, we just want to thank y'all for joining us for the past three episodes, and we hope that this is giving you the information you need as a student, as a practitioner, wherever you find yourself listening, um, and that this can be a resource for you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone.